I'm not even supposed to be here. I'm just crewman number six. I'm expendable. I'm the guy in the episode who dies to prove how serious the situation is. I've got to get out of here. Guy. Oh. <laughs> I still remember the moment I saw that movie for the first time in the theater. Century 16, State Street. Probably first showing on Friday because that's what me and Jeremy would always do. Or Saturday. Generally, at least when if I it was the summer, if it was the summer, it was always, yeah, the Friday first morning, Friday morning. And yeah. it was just one of those, like, this is going to be okay, I guess. Yeah. And then I watched it. I'm like, that's why it's glorious. <laughs> 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 oh, for those who don't know, it's Galaxy Quest. Yes. That's a great movie. I like, yeah, Tim Allen in there. Alan Rickman. The whole cast. Was yeah. Even um, Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. I didn't know who Guy was at that time. No, neither did I. Sam Rockwell. Yeah. I feel like in the 90s, like, I just, he was one of those guys that just popped up into movies, like, here and there. Like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know. I think it's probably one of my favorite performances by uh, Monk. Oh, yeah. Tony Shalhoub? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's his name. I just call him Monk. (laughs) Yeah. they're, They're telling me that, like. The engines, they can't handle it. <laughs> we're all going to die. <laughs> it turned inside out. And then it exploded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good show. Also, Justin Long. I don't yes. know if you said that. but No, I didn't. I was thinking it. but I, I mean, care. it's so neat to find out that he is actually like a super, super nerd. And like that is kind of like Will Wheaton. Like Will Wheaton, mm-hmm. he lived his dream being a super nerd being on his favorite show on Star Trek The Next Generation, and then he was able to live that. And then then you find out that Justin Long is also a super nerd and just enjoyed being that character. Yeah, that's great. All right, well, welcome to the Utterly Useless Podcast, the only podcast by Grabthaus Hammer, <laughs> by the sons of Warvan, you shall be avenged. Across from me, as long as there is injustice, whenever a Targathian baby cries out, wherever a distress signal sounds among the stars, we'll be there. This fine ship, this fine crew, never give up and never surrender. Our commander, the Jason Nesmith of the pod, Jeremy. Thank you. <laughs> to my left, a man that will fix your sticky doors with a can of WD-40. A man that enjoys some space traveling goo, a man that knows how to deliver bad news in a calm manner. Like, (laughs) hey guys, I just wanted you to know that the reactors won't take it. The ship is breaking apart and all that. Just FYI, the chief engineer, Fred Kwan of the podcast. Yes. Yes. I don't think I realized his name was Fred Kwan. (laughs) See, I can watch a whole movie and not know any Uh single character's name. Lastly, I once played Richard III. I was an actor once. An actor. There were five curtain calls. Now look at me. Look at me. I won't go out and say that stupid line one more time. (sighs) By Grabthau's hammer. What a savings. It's the Sir Alexander Dane of the podcast. Timmy. All right. I gotta say bravo on that. (laughs) Very good. That was very good. You went above and beyond the introductory duty. Yeah. 
You make me look bad because I don't prepare that much at all. <laughs> in, in my defense, this was like three weeks ago. Oh, okay. So okay. I, I prepare it way early. Oh, okay. Good on you. Okay. All right. So let's move on to. All right, merit badges. What do we got? All right, I'll go first this week. This week, my merit badge, I had a hard time coming up with a name for it. And so I settled with weaponized laundry merit badge. Ooh. Oh, how can you weaponize laundry? All right. So. Last week, um, we have a, a uh, laundry machine, a, uh, a dryer that um, is fairly newer on the newer side. Um, and there was a light that came on that said clear vents. And so I've been putting it off for a couple weeks until finally I decided, okay, I need to pull out the dryer and clean out the lint mm-hmm. in there to clear to clear it. And so because I've I've heard of stories of, you know, things lighting on fire and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I'm I'm gonna do it today. And so I took our one of our old vacuum cleaners with the with the hose and tube and um I pulled out the unit and I sucked out as much of the lint as I possibly could. You know, that that metal coil mm-hmm. um, straightened it up, got out as much as I could, and then I took the uh uh, hose and put it inside the u- the underneath the dryer unit so the heat goes down and underneath and I was I kept hearing things come out so there must have been a clog of some kind mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I hear a thunk <laughs> and um I turned off the vacuum and I didn't know what it was I was like that doesn't make sense yeah what would make that possible sound and so I turned it off I opened up the uh uh, vacuum, and I pull out this wad of lint, what looks like lint, and my wife is hold, is hold, holding it, and then she's clearing it out and sees a beak. A beak? A beak. Wow. <laughs> and it turns out it was a bird's head. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. And she freaks out <laughs> and throws it on top of the washer and runs out of the room. <laughs> That's funny. So apparently our wet our laundry is smelling so good to birds that they're willing to die for it. <laughs> they're willing to die. So we found a bird's head inside of where, our dryer. Where did the rest of it go? That's a that is what we're trying to figure out. <laughs> we're trying to figure out if it just got if it the because the, maybe the bird's body or something got was so small or I don't know. I I have no idea. But I cleaned out the inside. I was scraping mm-hmm. with the vacuum, and the only thing there was a bird's head. You know, I I would rather find that than what I was finding when, like, the first two years I was living in my condo. Like, I, I'm not sure if Jeremy remembers, but like every so often I'd be doing something, and I would find a bra just yeah, out I remember of nowhere. That. I remember, and that. it was just like. Does my like condo like just mass produce bras every so often? <laughs> like, I, I'd be doing laundry and like a bra would I'd find a bra and then I would do th- something else and then I'd find find a bra and I'm like, hey, they're obviously neither of ours. We didn't have we weren't no, we weren't entertaining <laughs> we weren't entertaining guests at the time. So, yeah, I I'd prefer that. <laughs> Yeah, that's gross. Weaponized laundry. Nice. Congratulations. 
All right. Well, I'll go next. Uh, mine's short and sweet, I feel like. Uh, but mine is, uh, once again, it's the Gambler's Merit Badge Part 2. Oh. Ooh. I, in three months, have gone from free money of $5 to $500, almost $50. Congratulations. So I can't believe it. Wow. And, and you're just doing NBA bets. Are you doing any of the NCAA college tournament I did stuff? a couple of those. I'm 50%. Because I'm like, I'm just guessing. Yeah. I'm guessing you're going to win. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty, it, it's, it's pretty surprising at some of the people are willingness to take really dumb bets. Here's like, you know that that person sucks, right? But you're like willing to put like a little Bron James versus a guy that you've never heard of before. You're okay with that. <laughs> you're like, okay. Hmm. Well, good on you for, you know, losing your money. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's been it's been more entertaining, like betting with other people's money, like not your money is fun because you have less emotion involved and you're less stressed and it makes watching the sport a little bit more fun. Yeah, so I agree. I just bet a dollar at a time. So these are all one dollar bets. So I've done over 500 plus bets and yeah, got where I'm at. Congratulations. Thank you. Cha-ching. <laughs> Now I'm just like, when do I pull the money out and spend it on something fun? Or do I just keep going, keep on trucking to a thousand? See, that's here well, is, I guess once basketball is over, maybe that's well, thing. and here is where, like, I guess you could say, uh, here's me being the devil on one side and the angel on the other <laughs> side. It, and this is from my personal experience of having a gambling problem and basically turning a hundred dollars into about $9,000 and then losing about $3,000 of it. But uh, that's besides the point. <laughs> um, here's what I would recommend is because I found that when I was invested in uh, fantasy baseball, because that's where I was winning, uh-huh. I was massively, but I had accrued such a knowledge of fantasy sports, fantasy points, fantasy, you know, predictability uh-huh. that that's that's where I got like all of my knowledge from it wasn't from like oh let's you know figure out this or whatever I'm just like no I'm invested in these players yeah I mean I, I have knowledge about these things mm-hmm. this these players are on this team and so then oh these players are on this team Urgh. yeah I waved that guy <laughs> yeah oh yeah I traded that guy away on purpose yeah l- l- let's let's do this so the, the devil on one side is save it and wait for next year. And the, uh, the angel is just like, no, you, you've, you've taken $5 and you have, you know, multiplied it by a hundred. <laughs> take it and run. <laughs> I probably will take it run at the end of the season. I mean, then just leave some yeah. for next year. Mm-hmm. Then I'll just do it again. Because, yeah, I only get about 20-ish bets a day, unfortunately. People don't accept all the bets. I put out like 50 or 60 and mm. only about 20 or so get accepted. So that's mine. So, yeah, I, uh, I my merit badge just looks like putting Monopoly money in and getting real money out. <laughs> the world worked like that. I know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I ha- So in case your listeners want to know, it's it's the Lucra app. So that's what it's called. You can download and find it me on there, and I'll bet you. Not a sponsor. Yeah, not, <laughs> not a sponsor. A sponsor. <laughs> All right. So my merit badge is 
like it looks like a it's a recycle merit badge. That's what it looks like. And I have been able to just fairly recently recycle my enjoyment of sports once again. And it is all Ooh. due to the NCAA tournament. I like, you know, pre pandemic, I was like, I was, you know, I dropped basketball. I was like, eh, like I'm getting annoyed with baseball players whining about how much they're not getting paid. You know, oh, I, you think I could feed my family on a hundred million dollar contract? I need a hundred and forty million dollar contract. And so I was kind of being disheartened by that. And then, of course, the pandemic, you know, it, it's it's so true. Anything that you if it, you know, what is it? If you give something up for like three weeks or three months or whatever, it's you can break a habit or something mm -hmm. like that. The pandemic broke my habit of every single sport. Like I lost my all of my fandom uh, fully, and I was ne I never was able to get it back. And so I joined your bracket. I did your bracket last year, but it just I didn't care. This year I got in, and my students were talking about it and asking this and that. And then I started watching the games and, you know, I will tell you, I, I had a perfect bracket up until the second game. <laughs> I was so thrilled with myself. I had, you know, I, I picked, uh, was it West Virginia Toulouse? And I was thrilled with myself. Oh, I'm like, good, yes, good on you. we are on our way for a perfect bracket. And then I'm watching the Virginia game and, and then they lost. And I'm like, okay, now I want it all to be burned to the ground. <laughs> and I want all of the 16 teams to win. And I, uh, yeah. But in doing so, I'm like, I'm really enjoying watching college basketball. Yeah, I've watch more college basketball this week than I have probably my whole life because I just have never cared about college basketball. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I feel like I get on that wagon when it's March Madness. Like before that, though, it's like I, I'm... Eh. Yeah. I watched the end of uh, the... What was the game? Is it FDU? Oh, yeah. That was a FDU versus uh, Purdue? Yes. That was a great... So, I, I like seeing upsets, even though I had Purdue winning. Uh huh. I no. was I was still like, that's I, awesome. I'm just glad Final Four still intact. Cool. Yeah, my Final Four. Like, too. what was it? Some of my students came in uh, Friday morning, and they're just like, I had Arizona in my Final Four, um, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Uh. So yeah, Air, Final Four still intact. I'm I'm enjoying college basketball. The funny thing is, is I'm like, will this transfer to other sports? And I'm like, it might. Maybe I could reinvigorate my my baseball enjoyment if T-Mobile gives me the MLB network for free again. I know. I tease, <laughs> I tease for every everybody needs to hear this story. So I tease Brett. So T-Mobile. I didn't really read it. <laughs> you saw the M and the L. <laughs> I did. And I was like, oh, Brett, it's that time of year that, because T-Mobile does this every year where they give out MLB pass for free. And and so I just saw it, ML. <laughs> and I stopped, stopped reading. <laughs> and I go, hey, Brett, the MLB app is uh, the year subscription is free right now for Team Mobile, and he's excited too. And apparently, he, either you just read uh, ML, uh huh, yep. too. And then the day comes that it's free, and I go to do it, and I'm like, oh, 
this is major league soccer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then I'm like, I am so sorry, Brett, that I, <laughs> I did this to you. Well, here's the funny thing. I sat there and I mulled over for like a week and a half because I think like uh, T-Mobile gave you about two and a half to three weeks to make a decision on whether you accept it. And so as it was, my phone kept on reminding me like, you know, you have this coupon. It's about ready to expire in 72 hours. And I'm like, sure, why not? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I did. I said, sure. My whole thoughts behind that is if somebody comes to my house and they're like, hey, do you, by chance, do you have soccer? Like babysitters or whatever like that. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, here you go. It's happened before. Oh, really? Well, not with that one, but like the Major League Baseball one. Mm-hmm. I never use it, but sometimes like my in-laws come over and they're more into baseball yeah. than I am. And they're like, hey, I really want to watch this Yankee game. Is it? Do you have Major League Baseball pass? I'm like, yes, I do. So I threw it on. Nice. So it, come, right. it comes in handy. Spin the wheel. All right. We have spin the wheel where we have 10 category of questions where we're going to ask each other wonderful questions to get to know each other. Not really. Just to test each other's wits. Nope, not really. Just to find out random stuff. Anyway, so the first, the first one up to bat is Criddle. Speaking of baseball. All right, Criddle, you have a random question. All right. Would you rather be stuck as John McClane's sidekick in Die Hard 1, be stranded on Mars with Mark Watney in The Martian, or be Agent K's new partner in MIB. So wait, so if I'm John McClane's partner, am I Carl Winslow in the police car outside, or am I what's-his-face in the the limo in the garage? (laughs) Or just some guy that's randomly following him around. You're just some guy randomly following him around. Do I have shoes on? You do not have shoes on. Oh, man. Um, I feel like, well, maybe you do, because that that might just piss off Sean McClain even more. (laughs) And what size you have? Oh, Uh, they're they're too small. That might make it more of an action comedy. Yeah. Let's uh, see. If I'm Kay's partner, I'm probably dead. So I'm not going with that one. Kay. Kay, Kay is, um, what's his name? Tommy Lee? Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you mean if you're Kay's partner, you're probably dead? I, I think I think there's a reason why we meet Kay partnerless at the very beginning. No, he's not. He lets his partner go. Oh, that's right. That's his right. His very that's old right. partner. That's right. Okay. Sorry. It's been a while. I, it's just the grumpiness of Tommy Lee or Kay. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I've I've decided because <laughs> I, I actually figured out how this is going to go down. So it's going to be John McClane because both at the very end, both of us have a gun taped to our back, <laughs> and we simultaneously pull, pull off the the duct tape, and we both pull point at Hans Gruber, and we both at the same time. Yippee Kayo Kaye. You're still you're still trying to pull it though. You're stuck with the tape. Like, like ah, oh. shoot. How'd you get your tape off so easily? My duct tape is extra sticky. <laughs> Although for you, you'd be like, <laughs> Oh, that really hurt. <laughs> Rips I, off my shirt. John's like, I put a little extra tape on you. This is like, I don't trust your uh you're gonna shoot my wife because well no because if you think about it you're probably like one of the you know you're probably one of the employees at the the Christmas party that just happened to be let's uh, let's just say in the bathroom with 
uh, John McClane. And so, you or, know, or better yet, what if you're you're uh, either a, a janitor or a construction worker <laughs> that's there because they're sad about their life is also, you know, they're just hanging out upstairs in one of the higher levels uh-huh. and just be like, my wife left me. It's Christmas. I'm all alone. You're very sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you probably don't have like police training and police, yeah. you know, accuracy. So he's just like, oh, let me tape that on your back for you. <laughs> and then and then jumping in the vents uh-huh. one from a oh i don't know about that i don't know about that yeah uh, so the deal john mclean talking to himself too <laughs> what was that he, he john mclean talks to himself almost the oh that's movie. right now he's talking to me i'm like, I'm like i don't know <laughs> he's just like the entire time he keeps on telling you he's like i'm talking to myself don't <laughs> don't assume i'm talking to you <laughs> don't interrupt me <laughs> all right it's okay and who is the other one again uh, Mark Watney in The Martian. Uh, I mean, once again, he's talking to himself. It's not talking <laughs> to me. I would hate, I would like that, you know, he's, he's going to save my life. If we get through this, it's all because <laughs> of him, not me. I feel like he'd be constantly asking me to poop. <laughs> yeah, and I wouldn't want to eat potatoes as much as, as he's going to do. Um, I just don't like the lifestyle of being around Kay. And I'm obviously this is for life. I'm going with John McClane as well. I'd probably do the same thing. All right. Now it is Brett and you get lick off. All right. So I've been watching like some of the, the these YouTube channels where these people go exploring like abandoned places. And this is based off of one of my observations. Cause I, it seems like it's very common in England for people to just be like, yeah, peace out. We're done with this house. And then just walk away and they just leave all their stuff. And it's just, that's weird. I'm just fascinated by it. Just so fascinated by it. And I saw this one where there was an ashtray where you can definitely tell that they walked away like in the eighties full of ashes, but also full of whatever dust particles or whatever. Uh And has been so, an ashtray that has been left in a deserted house since the eighties. That is my lick off. Hmm. First, can I say, I appreciate it. It's not an eclair this time. Yes. It's cool. not a what? An, an eclair. An eclair. Yes. Yeah. I, did from, I, from oh, last time. <laughs> oh, did we do the, um, Van Wilder? Van Wilder. Okay. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Good memory on you. Um, it's still traumatizing for him. <laughs> 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 um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna start off with I start off with like fifty thousand. Hmm. Obviously, I have to go from side to side, right? Mm-hmm. It's just one straight line, or the whole. You, you can't go the perimeter. You have to go Inside. from yeah one edge to the we're, other. We're, edge. we're going circumference or uh, uh, diameter. Diameter. Yeah. Okay. So straight across. Uh, do I have to, can I just let the ashes fall off yep. my tongue? Mm-hmm. Okay. But just, just know if like you sneeze, like you're inhaling it all. Ugh. <laughs> Hold oh. your breath. <laughs> just go, oh yeah, that would suck in immediately. Okay. I have a strategy. Ooh. Um, I'm going to go 40,000. Okay. I'm going to go 25. Okay. Uh, 15,000. <sighs> 10,000. Now, just 
for my own conceptualization, this is one of those like standard uh-huh. ones that's probably four to four inches in diameter. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um no where did we leave off? Fifteen thousand. I'll go to ten thousand. Five thousand. Go to one thousand. Eight hundred. Oh. oh. This is where I really envisioning myself doing it and seeing how disgusted I will feel with myself and is it worth the money? Um seven hundred. Oh. Six fifty. Five fifty. Ooh. Five hundred. I'm liking this tennis game. <laughs> um, you can have it. Wow. I, I wasn't going to go below 500. <laughs> Sucker. So what was your strategy? Get a really nice tongue scraper after. <laughs> just, just those, yeah, metal wonder. <laughs> yeah, the taste, though. Yeah. The taste. Ugh. Nothing Listerine can't do. <laughs> I don't know about that. Ugh. All right. I'm up. And I got, what would you have done? All right. This is kind of like, what would you do? So this week I found on TikTok a movie that I've never heard of before. Maybe you have. Is from 2009. Uh, it's called The Invention of Lying. Have you heard of yeah, it? Yeah, I didn't like it. Oh, you didn't like it? No. All right. But along the same premise, for anybody who's not seen it, is... He, uh, Ricky Gervais is living in a world where lying does not like nobody knows how to lie, nobody knows what lying is, and then he figures it out. And so, literally, anything he says is uh, taken as truth, as truth because nobody knows what lying is. What would you do in a world like that? I mean, so. before, if you were Ricky Gervais. Okay, just b- before I do this, it, here here's my rationale for why I think this movie kind of sucks. Because it's called The Inter- Invention of Lying. However, the first part of the movie is people not having the ability to have inner thought or dialogue. Oh, yeah. They just vomit every single thing that p- passes through their brain. And I'm like, no, that's not lying. Yeah. Like, you walking past the, somebody and just be like, I think your shirt is ugly. Like, that is not lying. That is, like, you thinking to yourself. So that's where I, like, really got bothered with this movie is because, like, you know, you don't have to... It, lying is when somebody just goes up to you and you're like, what do you think of this outfit? And you're just like, actually, I think it looks like vomit. Like, that is lying. Mm-hmm. You just walking past somebody and be like, your outfit looks like vomit. That is called lack of inner monologue. <laughs> yeah, and not been able to hold it in. Exactly. So... That's my biggest problem with it. So if it was actually lying and not like the whole diet, like I'd be fine with it because like. No, but what would you do with this? Oh, if I could lie? Yeah. Would you take advantage of it? No, because I, I, here's my problem with lying. And because I, 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 I feel as though I'm very honest to almost a fault is because like some people have commented they're like you know Brett you remember almost everything you remember this you remember this you remember this detail about something that and I'm like yes and I remember the lie and the truth and I I hate having to remember both of them oh yeah I can see that and so I would it would drive me insane 
having to remember both of them. If I could just purge the truth out of my brain and be like, and convince myself kind of like George Costanza, mm-hmm. it's only a lie if you, be- it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's true if you believe it is true. Like if I could do that, then yeah, I'd be fine with it. But no, I, I can't do that. All right, what about you, Criddle? I would, I would use it very sparingly because I feel like it's, you know, with great power, comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. But I would probably use it, like, especially in this day and age, like, I would get, use it to get into a house because I feel like houses are super overpriced these days. Oh, yeah. My favorite is just, like, so I just saw one scene where he gets pulled over by the cop with mm-hmm. uh, Louis C.K. who's driving and he's intoxicated. And it's just so funny how, like, uh, well, Louis C.K.'s not. He's like, I don't feel good. And he's like, no, you're fine. He's like, oh, good. I'm fine. (laughs) It's like he believes him immediately. (laughs) And then Louis C.K. proceeds to vomit. (laughs) Apparently not. (laughs) And then, like, um, and then they go to the the casino at one point and they, um, he's, Louis C.K., uh, not Louis C.K., Gervais is is learning he can benefit financially off of this. And so they, they go to play craps. And, you know, obviously the, not craps, roulette. Mm-hmm. And roulette, uh, it lands on a number that he didn't bet on. And then he, like, he tells, look, everybody, look at that weird thing. And everybody looks and he moves his over to a different, the correct number. He's like, look, I got it right. You won. <laughs> and just like all the, I just loved all that randomness of like people, you know, like is, is even the characters, I liked how they thought for just a second, like, well, there's no other option. Yeah. He must be telling the truth. So, yeah, I'm interested in it. But yeah, I can see what you're saying about there's just no, uh, they can't hold, hold in their thoughts. Like that's kind of dumb. Yeah. All right. Next up is Criddle. And you got, could you fight it? All right. Could you fight the shark from the Meg? No. No. Me, single-handedly, no. I would say, like, I like where I'm at in Utah. I'd I'd continue to live here far, far away from the water. (laughs) Let's say you have $20,000 in resources. Your choice to pick what you need. $20,000. Could you fight the Meg? From the megalodon, or the megalodon from the Meg. Yeah, I mean, especially, yeah, if there was either financial gain involved to kill it, and as well, and let's say let's say there's a million dollar reward for million dollars to get it dead, ten million for alive. Oof, ten million alive. There's no way. No, I. I, It'd have to be like in the billions for (laughs) for that to be worthwhile. It's like, oh, hey, (laughs) you know, because especially with you know inflation, it's like, hey, I just killed the meg i got a million dollars like congratulations you can barely own a house (laughs) i just like you know get a crane (laughs) go out somewhere and like you know somewhere that's the meg could be that i could put a crane because i don't want to be on a boat i want to be closest to the land as possible and then just like dangle a cow in front of it and put (laughs) like like a bomb in the cow and then he comes up and eats it, wait a little bit of time, and then also kablooey. Welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> exactly. I was kind of thinking Jurassic Park too. That's, that's kind of where my thoughts would be because I would be doing this not stupid at all. I'm not going on a boat. If I know he's out there, I'm not going on a boat. <laughs> so, 
Is that a good movie? I, I saw the, the trailer for it. And when I saw the trailer, I was just like, I think I saw the beginning, middle and end all in the trailer. And I'm like, I think I've just saved myself time and money. I don't, I don't remember the trailer enough to remember, but it is what it is. Mm. It's a shark movie. Okay. It, it's one of those movies you can turn your brain off and just kind of, okay. It's more entertaining than Deep Blue Sea. Um, you know what? It's a it's about the same as Deep Blue Sea. Okay. Because that's what I thought I saw, what I believed it was when I saw it was like, oh, this is like Deep Blue Sea, except mm-hmm. with one big gigantic megalodon instead of smart sharks. In all honesty, I bet you you could replace Jason Statham with The Rock and get the same results. Mm-hmm. It's, if if you're if you're looking at it from that kind of perspective, like it, like your perception of what rock the rock movies are, where you can just kind of enjoy the ride, same thing, but with Jason Statham. Just so side note, because I'm pretty sure you have. Have you seen the Fast and Furious Hobbs and whatever movie? Yes. Is that good? Because pre Black Adam, that was the only Fast and Furious thing that looked decently good i've i mean i this is like probably like the watching the meg it's just you got to turn your brain off and enjoy the ride plus the the uh chemistry between statham and the rock i mean they're they're just they butt heads almost the whole movie and then you have to accept the premise of the movie which is very silly especially in the world of fast and the furious somebody brought up to my attention and i don't know if it was here or if, i don't think it was here i think it was somewhere else in other parts of my life. Jason Statham plays the same exact character. Oh, yes. Basically. He absolutely does. He absolutely, ever since Italian job, he's been typecasted as like <laughs> a driver and kind of an action guy. I mean, you had Italian job, he'd turn him into a driver. Then you had transporters, turn him into a driver, plus a little bit of martial artist. Uh-huh. And I think then that's just stuck. Bas- yeah. Yeah. He's typecast. Yeah. And you know what? Good on him for leaning into it. Exactly. Yeah, sometimes, so what you got to do? Not everybody's career is going to be like this, you know, Oscar winning performance plus, you know, mega millions of dollars every movie, like, I don't know, Robert Downey or whoever, you know, somebody. Like, if I was like David Duchovny, I would totally have leaned into, like, I am am Mulder forever. Uh huh. Yep. Let's, like, season 27, let's go. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. What were we talking about? Oh, Hobbs and Shaw. I saw uh-huh. that movie. It was, uh, yeah, it's, it okay? it's exactly what you, you think it is. Okay. I've never seen anything past uh, Fast and Furious 2, so. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm way. I, gave I, I watched. Well, it was funny because I saw, because our brother-in-law, he made us, he made me watch the second one because after the first one, I'm like, I'm out. I, I liked Gone in 60 Seconds, mm-hmm. but I did not like. Fast and Furious, and then he was all about the, the um, souping up Honda cars or mm-hmm. Toyota cars, and so he made me watch the second one. I'm like, okay, it was a tad better than the first one, at least to me. And then the third one was straight to video, which you know always de- is quality. Yep, you're the premiere. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I when I saw the trailer for Tokyo Drift, I was like, I'm out. I, I watched, I rented it from Redbox when it first came out on, and I watched it on literally fast forward, just like, when is it? And then I'd pause it and it, has it gotten good? Nope. <laughs> fast forward again. Prepare to fast forward. 
The, the, the best part about it was the tease for Fast and the Furious 4 when they had Vin Diesel come in at the end credit scene. I'm like, oh, I thought this was a dead franchise. Apparently not. <laughs> Which is honestly like the Vin Diesel cameo is a tease for Furious 6 or 7. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. It's, they're, it's totally out of synchronization, like the whole thing. But also... Props to Vin Diesel for leaning into it too. Oh yeah, because honestly, besides uh, the Pitch Black, that was a good movie. Yeah, which then bombed. If you ask me, for Chronicles of Riddick. Yes, and then he had Triple X, which he was. I think he did after Fast and Furious. Yeah, and then that's all he's done ever since that I'm aware of is Fast and Furious. Besides Group, yeah, (laughs) which that's not really a thing. No. Um. Yeah, I think good on him. Good on him. Yeah. All right. Up next is, uh, wait a minute. We left off with Criddle. Uh huh. Brett, you get what if? All right. So what if you found yourself teleported back in time to 1943? What age would you claim to be? So if I was, so World War Two is happening. Uh huh. Um. World War II ends in 45 or 46? Yes. I can't remember. I can't remember. It's one of the two. Um, so I go back. Do I go back like this? Yes. What what age do you claim to be? Hmm. So somebody's just like, hey, uh, they you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I never, like, I lost my, like, whatever. I, I, I need to get a birth certificate or whatever. And they're just like, okay, we'll fill. Because, you know, they're a little bit more. Probably a little bit more, oh, hey, you know, Social Security, kind of yeah. like a newish type of a thing. I'm trying to think of how age would benefit me, like changing my age. Because obviously I'm old enough that right now that um, I have already, I have, I knew the day that I no longer am draftable yeah. I have, in my life. For some reason, I've kept note of that. Um, what else am I? What else? What number... Because younger would be nice, but then it's like, but I'm in reality not younger. Yeah. I'd probably just stay at my own age or around, <laughs> round down. <laughs> round down. <laughs> I'm 35. <laughs> yeah, I'd just go with my own age. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I, I'd shave seven years off. Seven I, years yeah. off. Yeah. I'd be like, eh. Well, the th- funny thing is, is like, <laughs> we have all seen older people that like, Growing up, we saw people in our 60s that looked like they were on their deathbed and they're like, they look like they're 90s. Now we look at a 60-year-old and you're like, you look like somebody sometimes in their 40s or 50s back in the day. Well, yeah, it's so weird. I like and that's why I came up with this question because I was like watching some, you know, black and white movie and I uh I IMDb'd the actor. I'm like, man, this guy's like 57 years old. And I look up, it's like, no. 39 like he was 39 when he made this that is he is ancient looking yeah he is i remember my our grandparents and i was just like you know when in the 60s and i was just always when they were in their 60s i was like wow you guys are so old now i see my parents i'm like you don't look anything compared to what they look like yeah but yeah i always find that fascinating to look at all right my turn and i get desert island Okay, this one I was kind of proud of. So you are stuck on a desert island, of course. Mm-hmm. And the whole time that you are there from the clouds or somewhere, you know, 
your life is being narrated while you're on there, but you're all by yourself, just being narrated. What voice would you pick? Jar Jar Binks? Ruby Rod from Fifth Element? Fran Drescher's The Nanny? Or Shelley Duvall's Olive Oil from Movie Popeye? Oh, why would you have to go? I, I, I could do Shelley Duvall because she used to do a fairy tale theater when I was a kid. And I used to watch it. But when you said olive oil, that just ruined it for me. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, my. Oh, oh dear. He's oh. taking a number two in the stand. Oh, oh can't get that fire started. Oh. Is Ruby Chris Tucker? Yeah. Chris yeah, I'm going, I'm going to him. I'm going Chris Tucker 100 days out of 100. I kind of figured that's where everybody <laughs> leaned because the nanny would be. <laughs> <laughs> and Judge Binks. Oh, he. He knows that the fire, huh? Misa see him take a doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby Rod. I don't even know if I could do an impression of him at all, but yeah. But I want to see you try. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. My favorite I, thing about uh, Ruby is the alliteration about how he'll just sit there and just be illiterate. Oh my gosh. And- oh my gosh. And then the, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, yeah. But I, I love the alliteration when he is like, you know, trying to. Coben, my man. Coben, Coben, my man. Yeah. He'd probably also be screaming too, like, hey man, don't do that. <laughs> that was bravo. <laughs> wow. <laughs> bravo. <laughs> do, you see, do you see him start the fire? Oh. Uh, that, yeah, that would might almost be entertaining. Compared to the other ones, are are more of a pain painful thing to endure. All right, quizzle me this. Okay, we got quizzle me this. I got some cards here from this game called Movies Trivia Game. We're gonna go down the card and back up, and first one to get back to the top will win. And I'm gonna remember at the beginning, you can steal. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget that until like a couple rounds in. Okay. Who wants to go first? I'm going to let you guys decide so that I don't, doesn't seem like I'm, I'm mixing up the cards. Doesn't, doesn't matter to me. Like I was going to say, do you want to see my phone? <laughs> <laughs> what, do, what do you mean? See your phone to make sure I wasn't oh. cheating. Oh, gotcha. Mm. Nah, <laughs> I'm good. All right. And then I'm just going to go to the left. Okay. Normal game rules. Okay. All right. Cradle. This I assume it's comedy because it has the picture of the chattering teeth next to it. Hmm. What do the three groomsmen lose in the hangover? Uh, oh, man, it's been a long time since. Is it a person like uh, one of their the groom? The, the groom? That is correct. Yeah, the groom. Good job. All right. Isn't it the guy from like from National Treasure? I don't know. I don't remember. I, I hate it. I I remember. I took Jeremy. I think it was e- either your birthday, my birthday, or it was close. We were we were actually getting ready to go to somebody's birthday, and I got off of work. Me and him went to go see it. Every maybe it was because like everybody was saying how great of a movie it was. I walked out. I was like, I hated that entire experience. Yeah, I didn't really care for it either, especially the <laughs> the. The credits, I still, that's burned in my head. The credits were, they showed pictures of what happened. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Anyway, unfortunately, this is a gimme. 
what Mel Brooks comedy is shot in black and white to create an old monster movie feeling? Ooh, Young Frankenstein or great Frankenstein. Movie. That is correct. It's a great movie. It is. It is. It is until the there's a I don't like from the violin on. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Okay. Yeah. I, I'll get you that. But let's see. That's the, almost the end of the movie. So there's that. There is Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles, where uh-huh. that happens. Does that happen in any other of his movies? Uh, no, because I like History of the World Part 1. Yeah. No, History of the World Part 2 is not that great. Um, and uh, what else is it? That Robin Hood Man Tight, Spaceballs. Spaceballs a little bit at the very, very end. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, hmm. yeah. Like, just when they land on the planet. I didn't find that funny, but maybe other people did at the time. Oh, it was, what was it? came out in 87. Yes. So people, like, you know, people loved Planet of the Apes. Yep. And so, I guess, like, and, you know, I saw that as, like, an eight-year-old or whatever. I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. Um, I don't remember, like, I remember not enjoying Vertigo, period. So, is that yeah. what it's called? Vertigo, uh-huh. Okay. Hmm. Oh, no, no. High Anxiety. High Anxiety, that's the one. All right. All right, Criddle, you're back up. What film sees Spider-Man road trip road tripping about Europe? Spider-Man f- Far From Home. That is correct. All right, Brett. <clears throat> Man, these guys these cards are like made for you guys in a sense. Brett, what was Roger Moore's first Bond movie? Was it Thunderball, Moonraker, or Live and Let Die? Live and Let Die. Yep. That is correct. <laughs> Okay, Criddle. What are the first two rules of Fight Club? <laughs> Don't talk about Fight Club. Yep. And what is the second one? Don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know the second wow. rule at all. It was the same one. <laughs> Neither did I. I was like, oh, I'm so glad that you got this one. <laughs> I read you? the book. so I. Oh, I you did? That. Yeah. I didn't even realize there's a book. All right, Brett. Sofia Coppola's Lost in Translation is set in what city? Um, Montana. Uh, that's a city. That's a state, <laughs> not a city. Um, Lost in Translation. Oh, that's that Bill Murray movie uh-huh. that I never saw. Yep. Because that was like you artsy, know, artsy Bill Murray. <laughs> yep. Oh, he likes to be artsy. Let's see. What would that be? Um, I'm going to go with Omaha, Nebraska. That is incorrect. Do you want to try for the steal? If you know this, I will think less of you. <laughs> <laughs> He's also read the book. This is going to be a total, <laughs> totally <laughs> random guess. Uh, Atlanta? I thought you were going to say Atlanta. So I was like, okay. <laughs> the lost city of Atlanta. Man, that movie was way off. Uh, nope, it's Tokyo. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Criddle. Which rock star plays a vampire in the 1983 movie The Hunger McJagger? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Let me read it over again. <laughs> that didn't make any sense to me. Which rock star plays a vampire in the 1983 movie The Hunger? Is it McJagger, David Bowie, or Cher? Oh, my goodness. What? Cher? Would we consider her a rock star? Uh, I mean, yeah, she's a singer, but I don't know. I'm gonna go with David Bowie. 
That is correct. All right. Well, you've reached the bottom of your card, so we just got to go back up next time. All right. All right, Brett, you get a new card. For yeah. <clears throat> what 1985 movie stars Whoopi Goldberg and Oprah? Um, that would be uh, The Color Purple. That is correct. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that movie was in 1985. I didn't know Oprah was even famous back then. I thought it was like late 80s, early 90s. Okay, Cradle. All right. What is the alien moon in Avatar called? The alien moon? Yep. In Avatar, like the 2009 Avatar? That's correct, yep. Pandora? That is correct. Oh, okay. Yay. I thought that was the planet. Maybe that, maybe that is the moon. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I don't know. Just I do, don't know. Just do what the card says. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. The card tells me you know, that's what it is. Um, okay, Brett, what crappy Bill Murray movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're into sci-fi now. Oh, okay. What music. So, <laughs> what film directed by Bong Joon-ho <laughs> stars Chris <sighs> Evans on a train? I never knew this was a movie. Um, and I didn't know Chris Evans was in it. That is, I know Snowpiercer. That is correct. Anybody seen it? No, I wanted to, and then when I went to go watch it, it was off of Netflix. So, oh, I remember it advertised because I'm a big fan of Chris Evans. Um, but also I watched the first episode of the TV show Snowpiercer, mm-hmm. and then I lost my privileges to watching. I think it's FX. I think it's, I think Snowpiercer, hmm. I want to say it's on HBO Max. Oh, I they think. moved it over there now? I think so. Okay. Well, I did like the first episode I watched. It was a good story. All right. So now we're on to Cradle. Who, this is a drama. Who plays, I know how to say this name. I know how to say it. Is it Roger Atticus Roger. Finch? That's it. <laughs> and To Kill a Mockingbird. Who does he? Wait, who, who plays he... Atticus Finch in To Kill a Mockingbird? Gregory Peck. Good, good on you. I would have. I don't remember. His I, lo- name. I love I, I, when he talks. <laughs> it's just like it doesn't seem like it should be coming out of his mouth. It's just <laughs> nope. I need to see that movie again. Um, I don't know if I liked it, but I want to see him talk again because yeah. I don't remember. All right, Brett, you got that one right. So you get one more sci-fi, and then you move upwards. And onwards, what is missing from the birds that is common in most Hollywood productions? I did not know this. The Bill the, Murray. The birds? Like- yeah, Bill Murray, did you say? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Samuel Jackson. <laughs> I'm trying to get these mother birds. <laughs> um. Let's see. What is missing from the birds? That is common in most Hollywood productions. That is common in most Hollywood productions. Uh, I'm going to go with um, incidental music. I'm going to have to refer to the judges on this one. Musical score is the answer. Cradle? Sure, I'll give it to him. Okay. Um, Because incidental, I wasn't sure if you meant like... Well, I'm, I'm thinking of... Because, like, you know, the oftentimes the incidental music is the music that, you know, adds to the, the yeah. background uh-huh. of the thing. Yeah. It's almost like, like in Jaws, the Jaws the, song. Yeah. Do-do. But, you know, it's the villain. I see what you're saying. 
<clears throat> I see what you're saying. Okay. All right, Riddle, you have. I don't know what this category is. That's not good for me. I know. It I'm is just trying the to figure crappy out the Bill Murray category. I think it's action is what the category is. I can't make out what the little image is. Who who does Rocky face in the climatic fight of Rocky? Uh oh, come on. It's the. I would not know this because I don't know my Rockies. Yeah, I'm I'm bad with Rockies. And just the title Rocky, that's like the newer one. I don't know. I, I'm I'm curious. It's not Creed, right? It, like you gotta let the, me know. The uh it's not it's Adonis's Creed's I don't know. Gosh, I get them all mixed up. Yep. It's it's Creed's dad. That's my guess. I don't hey. know his name. I'm going to just ask, Brett, do you know the answer? Apollo Creed. Is that Creed's dad, by the way? Yes. Okay, so the answer is Apollo Creed. Okay. I got his last name right. I, I will <laughs> let you... I, I, I will allow you to be correct because... Because I was sitting there going through all the Rocky movies. I've only seen two and a half of them. And I've seen Rocky 1. I saw Rocky 4. Oh, sorry. Take that back. I have seen Rocky 5, which is really bad and then i saw half of the rocky balboa and that's the one that you were curious about if it was the newer mm-hmm. rocky oh rocky one. balboa yeah. yeah so i was just like because you said that i'm like that i didn't want that to affect his answer gotcha. so gotcha. i'm gonna go with allowing that as a point okay Yay. um we did that one okay you need I was like, isn't the isn't Michael B. Jordan's character Adonis? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> All right, Brett. What addiction is Train Spotting about? Never heard of this movie. Oh, I watched it. I didn't like it. People really like this movie. Um, I'm gonna go with crack. I don't care. Is heroin crack? <laughs> I don't know. No. I'm not a I'm not a drug guy. It is not. <laughs> okay. All right. For the win. And <laughs> the bit, one of the most gimmies ever. Who did Will Farrell play in Anchorman? Ron Burgundy. <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> ding 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 ding. Ron Burgundy. We have a winner. Congratulations, Kurt. First time winner. <laughs> All right. If you've listened with us recently, we have been doing March Madness with action movies, specifically the most rewatchable action movies. So if you don't know where we are, you can go back and listen to uh, the previous podcast. We have two other ones that we started this with. However, these are by section. So you can also listen here and not miss a thing as well, because we don't talk about Bruno. I don't know why I wanted to say that, but I did. Anyway, so yeah, we are going to start off today with Terminator 2 versus Rogue One. Ooh. Rogue One is, to me, the most rewatchable Star Wars. Star Wars. I will tell you, I heard the most interesting thing from uh, two teenage sweepers that were walking through the, the halls of our school, and they were arguing over what Star Wars movie is the worst Star Wars movie? 
Solo or Rogue One? And I'm like, how is Rogue One even an option? I know. Yeah, no. I've even talked to people who are Star Wars fans, and they consider Rogue One to be a really good one. I love. I do love Rogue One. It is. It's about characters that I don't know. Mm-hmm. It is basically kind of a story that they pulled out of the introductory to A New Hope, made it really good and compelling. And then Terminator Two is like the actual probably first rated R movie I was allowed to ever watch. Yep, me too. And I was like panic because like we were at a friend's house a family friend's house watching it later i remember remember that exact moment the person who brought it over was like became the bishop of the ward and it's just like all right (laughs) um but i i think terminator 2 oh we have to go not best but yeah most most rewatchable okay i have to go Terminator 2 is great. It is a classic movie. It is probably one of the better ones on both lists combined. Groundbreaking. But I will have to sadly say that the for rewatchable thing reasons, Rogue One is more rewatchable than Terminator 2. Hmm. I'm going to have to agree with you cuz as like you pointed out Terminator Terminator 2 is a great movie. Um Great story. Everything about it. Great, 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 great. Rogue One, just more rewatchable. In fact, I dare say if this was a bracket of better action movies, Terminator mm. 2 would win. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, definitely. Rogue One just more rewatchable. I mean, Terminator 2 definitely holds up to today. Mm-hmm. To today, And I love the story, how just simple, mm-hmm. like a complex story that made is made really simple. Um, the, even the VFX in there and just the shots were, I still think they're, they still work today, just like Jurassic Park. Yeah. Which is, I think, around the same time. Yeah. So, I, I think this a little bit before Jurassic Park. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, I think it, w- there, it was ahead of its time for sure. But I, I'll give it to Rogue One. All right. Rogue One moves I on. will tell you, just a side note, one of my favorite things I ever saw when I watched Terminator 2 for the first time is the redhead kid from Salute Your Shorts was the friend. Oh, of, was he? Yeah. Huh? All right, next, Indiana Jones. Wait a minute. Yeah, number three. I was like, wait a minute. Raiders of or the Last Crusade. Yeah, but I was like, which one is that? Raiders one? of the Last Crusade. Yeah. Or Starship Troopers, which <laughs> is a funny comparison here. Um, and it's funny because like Starship Troopers has the benefit of being a comedy as well yeah. as an action movie. So comedies always lend themselves to being a little bit more rewatchable, if you ask me. And Indiana Jones is actually quite comical for an Indiana Jones movie, especially when you compare it to the first two, I feel like. Oh, yeah. It, With, Last Crusade is more comical than the first two combined. Mm-hmm. It all has a really good story, too. It like, does. Plus, I love the the Sean Connery and Harrison Ford chemistry. You know, it's also one of the few movies of River Phoenix in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, I, I, I think I might push towards Indiana Jones 3. It's a, it's a hard one because the comedy of, like I said, there's more comedy in Starship Troopers. Comedy is more rewatchable in my book. Um, you know, you have the coolest football ever that starts the show oh, off. Yeah. That's, what is the swizzle stick? Whatever. I don't even know what it's called. Um, and then you have the story of the training, which 
Who knew training could be so fun to watch? Uh, I <laughs> did because the, that's the best part about, um, oh, what's that Stanley Kubrick movie? The, um, oh, what is it? The, the Vietnam one. Are you talking about, not the one with Bill Murray, right? No, 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 no. Um, Full Metal Jacket. Oh, wow. I don't remember that being entertaining. Oh, I loved I I loved the entertaining part until Sergeant Pyle um, yeah. ended himself. Then that's when the movie really got real. And then when they went over to Vietnam, then when it, it kind of was. Yeah. Um, this is a hard one for me because there's so much in both of them are nostalgic for me. Uh, both have comedy. Um, the storyline of Indiana Jones is way better. It's superior. Mm-hmm. But rewatchability, which one would I want to watch more? I'm going to say Indiana Jones 3. Okay. I will, because it doesn't matter, I'm going to go with Star- Starship Troopers. <laughs> Were you kind of in the middle as well? I was. But I also was like, it, like I, I actually envisioned myself sitting down on your sofa. Both DVDs were out in the uh-huh. open. Which one would I put in? And that's what I went with also. See, I kind of did the same thing, except like, okay, I finished it. Mm-hmm. I just finished it. Which one would I want to watch again right then and there kind of thing? And I went with Indiana Jones. All right. The next one is Blade versus Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. All right. Man, I will tell you, Blade. I had no idea what to expect with Blade because I didn't even know it was a comic book character until fairly recently mm-hmm. like i i find the concept of a day walking vampire great you had the villain who was the little boy from the gate movie i can't even think of the actor's I, name i thought the villain was um like i don't know if it's timothy oliphant no it's not timothy oliphant the guy who is the villain is in is the little boy from the gate huh i mean i don't i I remember the movie gate. I just don't remember the kids and back then, like, yeah, who that was. The only reason why I know this is I've Stephen Dorff. Yeah. Okay. Why do I? I'm just curious who he is. He's from Immortals, which I've never seen. That's an okay movie. Um, still looking, still looking, still looking. Apparently, he hasn't had. A great career recently, at least. <laughs> uh, still looking, still looking, still looking. <sighs> wow. I mean, good on him for acting still. Yeah. I'd never heard of most of these movies. There's Blade. Uh-huh. Even pre-Blade looking. Man, he does not pick winners. Roseanne, he was in Roseanne. I recognize that movie, that show, <laughs> for three episodes. He's Married with Children. For, yeah, uh, so when he was a kid, he was a, in more things that I'm familiar with. There's the gate. There's the gate. Uh huh. Different strokes. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, that's interesting. I thought he would be more on familiar things. I feel like Blade changed, you know, the landscape, I guess, of comic book movies. Mm-hmm. It's It kind of shifted, helped shift that. The tone of things because this was before x-men right yeah the, this was before this was which i think 90s. that probably set this the this yeah this stage for what the first x-men movie was going to be mm-hmm. i yeah i like blade i like wesley snipes playing blade i like um 
I'm trying to remember Whistler. The character Whistler was played by, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. I just don't remember who it is. Um, But when that compares to Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, and we're talking about The Rock and, yeah. It's a, it's a fun action. It's a it's fun, a fun action, yeah, in which I, I've said before previously on the previous one that comedies lend themselves to rewatchability. Oh, yeah. And whenever you can have a character that's allergic to cake, that's just hysterical. <laughs> I, I love just how they took something from the 90s and just updated it and just, but they, it wasn't a reboot. It was just it was a its continuation. Own spin also. And I love that. And uh-huh. It was, I, I, my expectations for it were low. Yes. Because I, I, I kept Jumanji, the original, in high, you know, praise for me. You know, because that was just one of those movies that I watched a lot growing up. But when I saw this, I was like, oh, it's not going to be as good. And then I saw it. I'm like, wow, this, this actually might be better than the original. Well, I also liked it because like, what was it? It Was it this one or was it the second one with The Rock that brought back in full circle the board, uh, the the, board the game? First one. The, the Well, the, the first one where the aunt, and, uh, the aunt of the two, they brought her back because she played uh, in Cheers. She played Frazier's wife. She's also the principal in the, the movie, the faculty also. Uh-huh. They brought her back, which kind of brought the whole, the original series back into like the forefront of the mind. That, I, th- I think that was number one. Then like the, this one, Welcome mm, to yeah. the Jungle. Well, I mean, there was also a scene in Welcome to the Jungle where they were in like this hut that was created by Alan Parrish. Yeah. And he said and Alan was here or something. Named, yeah. That was the, where, what's his name? The Jonas brother was Jonas living. brother was, yeah. 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 I'm going to go for Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. I got to yep. go Jumanji. So do I. All right. <clears throat> and I dare say it's probably a better action movie. Mm-hmm. Next one, North by Northwest and Aliens. Oh, I've never seen Aliens. It's on my to-do list. I know this is one of my sins that I have. I carry on with me all the time, but I have not seen it. Now, Aliens is the sequel to Alien. Yes, and, I, and this one's a hundred times better. Oh yeah, I, 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 I have a friend that thoroughly disagrees with that statement, and I'm like, okay, that's I, you, <laughs> you know can have what? your <laughs> you can have your opinion. I think that this e- Aliens is I, <laughs> far superior, kind of like Terminator Two. I I watched when I was working at in the video department. I rented myself both because uh, I'd already s- had seen the fir- Terminator Two. I'd never seen the first Terminator. I watched the first Terminator. I'm like, how was this good enough for anybody to yeah. say I want a second one? It's kind of like also Hot Shots. Hot yeah. Shots Part One sucked, <laughs> but uh, Aliens is by far the superior one. I. One of my favorite Cary Grant movies is North by Northwest. He is in a serious situation where he's being abducted by people he doesn't know. They're drugging him, and he is making jokes left and right (laughs) the entire time. And for me, I think North by Northwest easily. But you know what? You can also say I do like... uh, Cary Grant and I do like Alfred Hitchcock movies and Aliens. To me, it's one of those things where I never was on the the massive bandwagon where people are like, this is the definitive movie in my lifetime. It was just a movie that was good. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts, Criddle? Uh, Maybe leaning on both of your guys' opinions as far as Aliens goes. Uh, I mean, Aliens, Aliens, I feel like I mean, set the the bar 
so much higher with the Alien franchise. I don't think it's ever gone up above Alien. Like, I mean, it's it's far and away the best out of the Alien series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, North by Northwest is just classic. Um, the I mean, there's a lot of iconic scenes into it. Uh, rewatchability. I might lean towards North by Northwest. All right. Well, you guys didn't convince me of anything. Otherwise, I was going to go by North by, North <laughs> by Northwest anyway. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> okay, let's finish this section real quick. So we're going to go back to Rogue One and Indiana Jones meeting up. Ooh. Uh, Indiana Jones 3, sorry. Um, I, you know, we talked about Rogue One being one of the more re- rewatchable uh, and also entertaining Star Wars movies. However, I got to give my vote to Indiana Jones 3 because that story is just so great. I think the story is superior to Rogue One. I think the comedy is does help it make it more rewatchable. Uh, Criddle, you mentioned the, um, what's his name? Harrison Ford and Sean, uh, Sean Connery. Connery, that they just work together real well. Mm-hmm. I got to go Indiana Jones. And also, I like the adventure part of it too. Yeah, it, I think the adventure part is good. And the other thing why I'm leaning towards Indiana Jones is I think Rogue, Rogue One is near three hours. Oh, really? Wow. I don't think I realized it was that long. I'm not sure. I'm not. I would have to double check that. But it is, I think it is a longer movie compared to Indiana Jones. I'll look it up while I'm doing that. But I think it's longer. And I think we've said before that I think runtime does mm-hmm. factor into enjoy uh, rewatchability. So currently I do have Indiana Jones up and its runtime is two hours and seven minutes, two hours and seven minutes. So I think I, I bet I would willingly bet that Rogue One is like two hours and, and at least 13 40. minutes. Oh, they're about the it same. It seems longer. And probably with the difference between the runtime here is the, the credits are so much longer <laughs> in Rogue One. I'm sure. Yeah, but uh, I swear Rogue One just felt long. I mean, yeah. it wasn't a boring long. No. It's not like, you know, 28 Days Later, which... <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a shorter movie than both of these. Oh, yeah. I bet you it's probably like an hour and like 58 minutes. And it just... it That one seemed like it was like nine hours. Well, one of my favorite scenes from Rogue One is the Darth Vader scene at the end. Yes. Oh, like, yeah. Far mm-hmm. and away, that is the Darth Vader that, like, I, I feel like should have been more present in you know, the, the four five and six, uh-huh. like he just was so ruthless and walking down that hallway. You yeah. don't want to, you don't ever want to cross paths with a Skywalker down a dark hallway. Yeah. I mean it, that was just awesome. Like just the, the power that he had. <laughs> I just thought of like, you don't want to run. You're going down a dark alley. You don't want to run into a Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> sudden, you're walking down and you, you hear footsteps and all of a sudden, ah, it's a Skywalker. It's like, it's like, wait, he's like, no, 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 no. I'm not a Skywalker. Oh, okay. I feel more confident. <laughs> <laughs> I was adopted into the Skywalker family though. Oh, oh eh, it's not the same. <laughs> but I do love the way Indiana Jones 3 starts mm-hmm. just as Indy as a kid and then just the whole him just having this like fun like little escape or, or trying to trying to take something and then run away from those other guys it, it was just such a fun setup to Indiana Jones 3 mm-hmm. i loved it and then like the the chase through the train yep. was pretty cool 
Can't wait for Geriatric Jones to five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Brett, which one are you going with? Um, Sounds like Criddle's going with Indiana Jones 3. Indy. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with Indy 2. Indy 2? No. I, I know. I'm kidding. do not like Indiana Jones 2. Yeah. I rewatched that one not too long ago to find out if I really don't like it as much as I thought I did. I'm like, yeah, it's not that great. All right. And then returning back to Jumanji. Welcome to the Jungle versus oh. North by Northwest. Uh, both of them have great comedic parts to it, but I think again, I think modern is moving it in one direction for me. Yeah, I, I have to go with Indiana Jones or not. There's <laughs> <laughs> Bullet Train all over again. <laughs> bullet Train, yeah. Uh, can we just like knock off both of them and just like put Bullet Train? In <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Jumanji. I mean, we can that that. <laughs> Bullet Train is on the list. Don't worry about that. It's coming okay. up at some point. Oh, good. And it's going to make its way all the way through. It's going to bullet all the way. <laughs> that's, a, that's a teaser. Um, yeah, I'm going Jumanji. North by Northwest doesn't really stand chance in my mind against the comedic hilarity. Is hilarity even a word? I don't even know. Jumanji, because The Rock, Jack Black, uh, Kevin Hart, and I forget the girl's name, but the girl. Karen Gillian. Yeah, Karen Gillian. Great cast. Uh, very funny from beginning to end. All the little things that you find out from being allergic to cake and to having like lives on your, you know, arm. And they just modernized that thing so well. Like, yeah, they just, did. They gave each person their avatars with their strengths and weaknesses. And just the, the very, the, I love that all the characters were not the same. Mm-hmm. Like, like where a lot of, you feel like it is in a lot of video games, but this one, it was like, totally different with each one and it was so great yeah and i mean they i think they pulled that right out of the 90s really well because i think video games characters were very different each one of them was it wasn't kind of like a blend like oh this is kind of a mix between like no this is this person like i like (laughs) kevin hart just he's got a backpack yeah (laughs) and then you got uh rock who is like the action guy and then you have jack black who's the cartographer and then Karen Gillian, she, she's kind of like The Rock. I guess she's like she's the the female version of The Rock, the action person. Mm-hmm. So, I'm gonna go with Jumanji. Jumanji, Jumanji. Okay, well, let's finish this up here. This little segment: Indiana Jones three versus Jumanji. So Ooh. this is kind of almost the same, you know, explorers in a sense. Mm-hmm. Different reasons for exploring. One's going against Nazis and trying to get the uh, the what is it called? The god, what is the goblet called? Uh, the the holy chalice, the chalice, yeah, yeah the, the holy grail uh-huh. that's grail. the word. And then <laughs> the other guys are stuck are into a video game and just trying to get out of it through exploring. <sighs> I have to remind myself and everyone this is rewatchability, not a better movie because I think that does come into play here because they're both great movies. But the most rewatchable one, I'm going to lean towards Jumanji. <laughs> I feel a little bit. All right. I feel a little naughty. A little, well, dirty. <laughs> a little dirty. Picture. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go Indiana Jones 3. I'm going to make Tim. Yeah. <laughs> now, is that what you truly feel, though? Yeah, I do. No. <laughs> okay. I, again, just imagining two DVDs out in front of me. I had to pick one of them. Which one oh, was it I would be? choose Welcome to the Jungle. And I just... I, you got me, you sold me when you said 
the adventureness of The Last Crusade. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, there is some adventure, but there's lots of non... They're same runtime, roughly, just eight minutes different. And, and, you know, there is adventure in Jumanji, but I also, I care about, like, I, I, I appreciate these serious moments a tad bit more mm-hmm. in Indiana Jones 3 than in Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, there's not really any serious moments there. Well, I mean, there is, but it's just like, because, you know, it's like the whole high school, like, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that you would never like me because I'm a geek. And yeah, even that, though, that's rather cliche, yeah. Yeah. All right, Krill, you got a, got a difficult task ahead of you. No, and I don't have a phone a friend, so um, I'm... Let's see. I'm just trying to replay both movies in my mind. Prepare to fast forward. Uh, we're in now now. Um, <laughs> and what I just, me, I fast forward and I thought of uh, Sean Connery with the umbrellas and the birds. Uh-huh. <laughs> what are you doing, Dad? Oh, man. Uh, You're I, named after the dog? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go with Indiana Jones three. <laughs> <laughs> See, and what was it? The the guy that was in the the Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, I loved his character more so in Indiana Jones three, because he went from being kind of like an what guy are we talking about? The, the guy with the the red hat. Oh, the guy that's in um, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he's Gimli. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 his character was more endearing in Indiana Jones 3 than it was in the first one in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely was. I also really like the sound effects in Indiana Jones. (laughs) The way someone punches somebody and it's just like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. All right. Now we got Red versus Hunger Games. This one is not even really a question. No, it's Red. It's Red. Hunger Games is a great show, great movie. The book is good. The movie, I you know, it's one of those things where I and I saw this being a teacher. We got um, advanced screenings because it was you know a movie based off of a book, and so we saw it. We got an advanced screening to it, and I walked out of that. I'm like, that's not that bad. And I was like berated by all these people <laughs> who were just like, but they changed so many. It's like it's they're gonna have to change stuff. You know what? I thought about this the other like month ago, and I thought about putting this on my merit badges or something, but I just I don't know. I almost now am am going with the attitude of appreciation of difference between books and movies. Oh yeah, because it's almost like if I go in there and watch the movie unfold as exactly like the book, I'm technically just reliving the book, mm-hmm. and there's no surprises and there's no interesting things. Like I'm just watching it unfold. Yeah. And but when there's a difference between the movie and the book, I'm all I'm watching, kind of a new like almost like a fan art, yeah, of it, and it's so so it's a different or yeah fan fiction, of, of the the book, and so I I get surprised. I can it allows myself to be invested in it where I'm not just kind of like watching it unfold. Yeah, there was a interview I heard from Ernest Klein when Ready Player One came into theaters. And he talked about, you know, there were people that were asking him about the differences between the book and the movie. And he said, well, there are really, you can't have a direct adaptation from book to movie because that's just a fool's errand. Mm -hmm. You won't enjoy it nearly as much. 
because it'll just unfold the exact same way instead of surprising the audience. Well, that's why there's adaptations. And then, but the, the funny thing is, is you get so many people complaining about, you know, they, they went away from the source material. So like, no, like if they go like 180 away from the source material and the only thing that, you know, you have in common is the title but the characters are behaving differently and you know this character has been superseded in, by this thing then yeah you can you do have room to complain mm-hmm. but if you're you know everybody's kind of acting normal but you change it just and you slightly. add some additional characters yeah. like what was it uh, when i was working at select health um you know the the girls i was working with they were massively into Harry Potter and the Twilight series. I know more about Twilight than I ever want to know or ever asked to know. And they were constantly complaining because, you know, I can't believe Robert Pattinson is this. That's not what he should look like. And it's just like, okay, well, he does. So, like, you're never going to find, you could find the stereotypical person to be that vampire from Twilight. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Are they a good actor? Yeah. And, you know, you're, you're kind of limited when you think that you can find a good ca- type casting or whatever. Like, first off, do they want to do it? Second off, can they actually act or are they just going to be reading ca- you know, lines off of a mm-hmm. card and it's going to be kind of wooden? Just like the girl from that, even though I've never seen the movie, but the girl from Twilight. I yeah. I don't know her name. Kristen Stewart. Yeah. All right. We all good with Red? Yes. Red. Red, red. Great movie. I don't think we will talk about it in the next round a little bit more. Gone 60 seconds versus Pirates of the Caribbean. This is a Ooh, good this is a good, good face one. off because they both have comedy in them. Mm-hmm. Um Pirates way more, but it, I think it I think the word to describe both of these movies is fun. Yes. They're both fun. They are. I mean, regardless that um Nicolas Cage is trying to save his brother from essentially being I think killed. Um, it's still a fun movie. Are they both Jerry Brockheimer movies? Possibly. Yes, I believe they are. Because I think Nick Cage, you know, he works a lot with Brockheimer. I mean, I will tell you again, I went into Pirates of the Caribbean not believing in this at all. Like, how can you make a movie out of a stupid ride at Disneyland? I know they didn't follow the storyline exactly how just, <laughs> just like I was just like that this is not possible. Like it's not gonna like I mean, all I remember from it is, you know, the occasional like roller coaster dip down, mm-hmm. the yo ho ho and a bottle of rum, yep. dead man's chest and stuff like that. And that's about it. And so I'm like, how are you gonna get a movie? And how are you not only gonna get a movie, how are you gonna make a good, enjoyable movie? And they pulled it off. They pulled it off. And, you know, you have the Orlando Bloom character, or at least in the first Pirates movie, is not obnoxious. I Mm -hmm. find that he, his character has gotten more obnoxious the the more he appeared in I've oddly watched one, two, and four. One, two, and four. One of my favorite things about four, what was it? I was watching The Simpsons one time. and You haven't seen third? No. Um... Or maybe, was it four or was it three? Because two I didn't really like. And then four was in movie theaters. And it's just one of those times where like, you're going to the movie theater and like, we got to pick something. So uh, actually, so I take that back. So it's uh, it's Pirates of the Caribbean 3. So I was watching The the, the Simpsons. And, <laughs> because, and it's something that I rarely ever do. But I was watching it and Bart was 
sent to work on a farm. And so he's on a tractor and he's going through, it's running out of control and it, and he goes through a, a patch of hay and it, you know, shoots out a bale of hay. Mm -hmm. And then he, it drives through a, a pond and it bales up a square block of water with a couple of fish in it. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, that's funny. And then it, he drives through a whole bunch of cow manure and it shoots out Pirates of the Caribbean 3. <laughs> How do you know it's 3? Is it like a, like a it, cover? It, huh. That's funny. <laughs> 3, three well, I don't remember 3 being too bad. It's been a while. I've only seen it like once or twice. I have to say though, so part of me with my decision on this, I'm going Pirates of the Caribbean mainly because Gone in the 60 Seconds I think suffers from my HBO effect where I have seen that way too much and I'm kind of like I'll, once if I watch it once a year, I think that's more than enough. Where if I watch parts of the Caribbean in a year, I could go, oh, give me a month, I could watch it again. Yeah. So I'm going pirates. Yeah, I agree. I think pirates is the more re rewatchable. Well, I'm going Gone in sixty seconds. For some reason, I thought you were going to say Gone with the Wind. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> I, I was <laughs> waiting. Why. Well, because <laughs> you sounded like you're going to say, "Well, golly gee, <laughs> gosh." <laughs> oh yeah. All right, Independence Day versus Star Wars 4. Now, I already know where Brett's going. New hope. <laughs> um, I'm not a Star Wars fan. Everybody should, if that listens to this, all the episodes probably has heard that before. So I probably am going Independence Day here because, yeah, I'm just not into Star Wars. I mean, the, the only one that could be even better is Empire Strikes Back. Oh, I love Empire Strikes Back. That That's my favorite one. Yes. I put four on the list because that's what people said, like on like well, web websites. So I didn't know. Better. No, no, you're fine. I just I think Empire Strikes Back is the best out of all nine. Yes. Okay. So I didn't know that, that. That's you know, I thought four was given some four, four high is, praise. Four is the highest grossing uh -huh. out of all of them. I just think five. That's is probably the what better. I was using. I was probably using the highest grossing. Five is just I think the better one. Okay. Um, let's see. Hmm. Independence Day. I feel like there'd be no Independence Day without Star Wars. Um, yeah. What came I, first, Star Wars Four or Star Trek came first? Right. So St Star Trek came out in sixty. So yeah, that was first. Yeah. So there was a chance. There was a <laughs> chance. Uh, I'm going Star Wars Four. Boo! Just kidding. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> I, I'm glad people find happiness in Star Wars. I, I just don't. <laughs> and, and I don't say it's mean that in a condescending way or a jerky way. I am grateful that people do enjoy that movie. That yeah. series. Because it brought me The Mandalorian. I do love The Mandalorian. Oh, I love The Mandalorian. Okay. 1917 versus Bullet Train. I don't like this matchup. I want them both to move on to the next round. But 1917, I will say, is one of those movies that is a great movie, great action movie. Probably a superior action movie to Bullet Train. Yes. It's just but rewatchability. Re Bullet Train. Rewatchability. Re Bullet Train wins. Like, Bullet I Train it. hits it with a cart of tangerines. Yeah. 1917 was a great, great movie. I don't think on the list, though, but uh, Hacksaw Ridge, I think, is better in 1917. Like, as far as an action movie, uh, totally different wars. Yeah. I'm just saying war movies. 
See, every single time I watch 1917, and I've seen a handful. No. Oh, sorry. I thought you were saying. No, whenever I see 1917, I always look for when did they cut it? Uh, Like, I constantly like, so if the camera ever, like, you know, crosses a helmet or whatever, I'm like, that's when they cut it. (laughs) Like, I am like so into when was the cut scene. That's funny. All right. Now it's time to go back up the ladder here. So red versus Pirates of the Caribbean. This one's a little bit more Ooh, fun. This is, this is. Let's see. Red. I love. I love the pig. Love the pig. What does he say about it? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna. It doesn't like John Malkovich says like I'm gonna need the pig or something like that. And it's like, oh man, I'm. I can't believe I forgot. I need to rewatch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Old man. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. And then Pirates of the Caribbean. Once again, we've talked about. It, it's pretty great. The storyline. It's the. It's fun. Uh, but I gotta say, for rewatchability, I'm going red. Red. I love uh, Bruce Mil- Bruce Willis. I love John Malkovich. I love Morgan Freeman in it. Um, the one person I kind of didn't care for in it was the guy that they interrogate. What is his name? He's from Jaws. Oh yeah. Uh, what is his name? I'm the bad guy. Yeah. Oh. And then even even what's her name? The girl. In that the the British girl Helen Mirren, yeah Helen Mirren. She's I think she's great. So I'm going red. Storyline is fun, um, and it's yeah it's way way more comedic than Pirates of the Caribbean, and the action's fun. And I really appreciated the the you know so called bad guy, um, Mm -hmm. guy who plays uh, the doctor on Star Trek. Can't think of his name. Patrick McCoy. Oh yeah. Kerr, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, McCoy. Um, and he is also on uh, Lord of the Rings. Yes. Curb. Cur, uh, he was also in Do- uh, the Doom movie. The Doom. The with Doom an movie M? with uh, with the uh, Rock. With the Rock. Yeah. Huh. I deleted that movie from my brain. That uh, I still remember movie. watching that with you and one of your friends in the Dollar Theater movie. Yep. Carl Urban. Yeah. Carl, Carl Urban. Urban. I like Carl Urban. And I was like. Did I not like the movie because it was a bad movie or did I not like the movie because I was sitting in dollar theater seats that were like the hardest, like they had padding, but you know, the padding had been sat in since like the seventies. And so you just went straight to the bottom. So we're, I'm going to go on tangent here. Um, so the reason why I think this movie bombed, what I was told, Mm -hmm. I haven't looked this up. I haven't fact checked it. Nothing like that. Um, is that when they like show this movie in a what is it called a test screening a test screening a lot of the moms did not like the fact that it was like demons from hell kind of thing mm. and so they created i forgot what they did instead and so they kind of revamped it to, to be more i don't know it's a rated r movie i believe it's a rated r movie yeah it is so leave it who cares you're a mom your kid shouldn't be watching this movie no Totally agree. Um, I'm going to go with, because again, imagining two DVDs out in front of me, I'm going to go with Pirates of the Caribbean. Wow. I did not see that coming. I do think Pirates of the Caribbean has a far and away better soundtrack. Oh, yes. That's Hans Zimmer, I believe. I don't think so. Not the first one. Are you sure? I swear. I'm pretty sure. He comes in on the second one, not the first. Interesting. Oh, I'm Curse very curious. I'm very curious that now who we is going the to uh, find out. I gotta find out because I swear. Fact it's... check. 
Let's see, El Caster Crew. Um, yeah, I think he came in on the second one. What is it called? I don't know. I don't even. I've never looked for this before. Oh no, you're Klaus Bad Badult. I've never even heard of him. Hello. <laughs> wow. Good on you. He well, comes in on the second. Uh, I, I'm never going to question like Tim on anything because when he can pull out like, you know, oh, I think that was like, you know, a uh, whatever movie for the Gone in 60 Seconds. I'm like, oh, Jerry Bruckheimer. <laughs> I just remember, I, I just remember the, la- the last, my friends got so into, uh, you know, people like Jerry Bruckheimer type people. And I remember the, the one thing that like crushed them was that Kangaroo Jack movie. And I'm like, they're like, well, I can't take anything that he does seriously because he did Kangaroo Jack. I'm like, I don't care. I just saw the movie and it doesn't look good. I don't care that Jerry Bruckheimer did it. Kangaroo Jack is the <laughs> the one guy from Blackish, right? Um, and isn't is it Kevin Hart that's in it? I don't know. But yeah, that's the one that's Australia, right? Yes, Obviously, it's, it's Australia. Kangaroo. Yeah, if it's, I want to know if it's the one I'm thinking of because yeah, that was a dumb movie. I, I yeah, it is. It's uh, Anthony. What's his name? Oh yeah, and oh, Jerry man. O'Connell's and Anthony Anderson and Jerry O'Connell. I don't know who Estelle Warren is. Yeah, <laughs> some girl. Ooh, oh, Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken. Interesting. Yeah, but my friends were so outraged That's hilarious. that <laughs> Jerry Brockheimer did uh, Kangaroo Jack. I'm like, I don't care that he did it. I just saw the trailer and didn't want to watch it. <laughs> There's just a point in time where you become so big where you. Just making movies to make money. Well, yeah, it's it's almost like the Adam Sandler effect. It's just uh-huh. like, do you, it really is like you you watch a trailer for an Adam Sandler movie and you're just like, that looks like garbage. I'm not gonna watch that. And then you see another one and you're like, okay, that one looks good. I'm gonna watch that. Hmm. Yep, Jerry Bruckheimer right there. Hey. So yeah, whenever you pull out like a producer or whatever, and I'm like. I, I'm mad props to you. I'm, I'm never, he could tell me that Jerry Brockheimer did Star Wars. I'm like, sure, that, that adds up. That, that checks. <laughs> All right, Criddle, where do you land with uh, Red and Pirates of the Caribbean? Um, I'm going to go with Red. Yeah. I'm not sad about that. I, I just really like Red. If it was Red 2, then I'd probably go with Oh, Pirates. yes, I would too. Ooh, this will be fun to watch you guys. Star Wars 4 and Bullet Train. Okay, I know where. Okay, so Jimmy, just put your bullet, bullet train in. <laughs> I'm sorry, but most things against Star Wars win. Okay, so here's where it would be. I would be so on board if this was Empire Strikes Back. Oh man, yeah. But and it, so because for me, it goes Empire Strikes Back number one, A New Hope number two. Yep. I will do Return of the Jedi three. Yep. And number four, controversial. Rogue One? Okay, sorry. I forgot about that one. Uh, (laughs) Rogue One. Then number five, controversial, Phantom Menace because of the lightsaber scene at the very end. The Phantom Menace, that's that's the original. I mean, that's number one. Uh Really? Hmm. You like the one with uh, Darth Maul? It's boring. No. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. Darth Maul is number one. Yes, Maul. Yeah, but I thought that's where you're saying the lightsaber scene. Yeah. That, That's the one you like? Yes. Okay. I, I love it. It is like that lightsaber scene destroys the Clone Wars and whatever the third, Rise of the Sith or whatever it's called, the third one. Like, I don't care about either one of those. Just fast forward me to the lightsaber scene. 
And I will watch that on repeat. And that makes that movie far superior than any of the other ones. Do you want to hear my blasphemy of order? Sure. <laughs> Rogue One. Not okay. a sponsor. <laughs> Rogue One is number one. And probably number two is number number three. What is that one called? Revenge of the Revenge Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Okay. And then from there, I don't really know. <laughs> Mandalorian is number one if that's going to be counted, but because Mandalorian is freaking awesome. Okay. It's freaking sweet. Um, I know one of the. I mean, this another tangent with Star Wars: Phantom Menace, the soundtrack. Oh yeah. That is probably the best thing of Phantom Menace, uh, aside from maybe the lightsaber scene in the end. Oh, but we're not talking about that. We're we're keeping on track with. So yeah, because it, <laughs> I, I do love a new hope, but Bullet Train Man. Oh, <laughs> when you said Bullet Train Man, <laughs> Bullet Train Man, 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 Man. I mean, I rewatched it the other day and I just get a kick out of that opening scene where Brad Pitt is arguing with Sandra Bullock mm-hmm. on the phone. And and then, of course, you have that first moment where he goes to leave the, the train and he's he meets the the, the Mexican guy mm-hmm. and he's just like, who are you? And, <laughs> and then you get the whole backstory. Oh, I have to go bullet train. Okay, so I have not seen Bullet Train, but I've seen the trailer. <laughs> but I've I've seen people who have seen Bullet and Train. And you people. voted for it as like the best movie of 2022. Exactly. <laughs> and so I'm going for Bullet Train right now. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. And then to wrap that one up, we have Red versus Bullet Train. Okay, Bullet Train. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love Bullet Train. The pig won't save you. I think I'm going red. So it sounds like Criddle, you're going. Yeah, I'll go bullet train. Yeah, yeah. Bullet train all the way. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm not hurt by it at all. All right, and we will pause it right there. Stay tuned for our next episode, where we will discuss the last section of this bracket, and then the following will conclude it all. Yeah, the final four and. The grand champion of action movies. The final countdown. All right, let's move on to our recommendations. I'm going to just start off because I've already mentioned it a billion times. I, I, I mean, Mandalorian started over again. I love Mandalorian. I'm um, only on episode two of this third season. Uh, it is definitely not as good as like season one and possibly season two, but it is still great. <laughs> love me some Mando. I was wanting to watch it, and then I found out that I had to watch Boba Fett. I'm like, I'm not ready for that. Yeah, Boba Fett, I don't know if I've already told you this, but like four episodes in, it just becomes the Mandalorian show all over oh, again. Okay. Like Boba Fett, sometimes it's not even in a couple episodes. <laughs> so it's kind of like Moon Knight, Moon Knight occasionally featuring Moon Knight? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So Boba Fett occasionally featuring Boba Fett. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's correct. Okay, I'll go next. My recommendation, full circle, um, is a public service announcement. Just make sure you get your vents checked for your uh, drying machine. Oh, (laughs) and now you know. All right, I'm going to go with 
Um, so after I leave here, I'm going to go home, grab something to eat, and then at 12.30, I'm going to see Shazam 2. Ooh, I didn't so realize that's out. my recommendation is go see Shazam 2 because I've already deemed it as the best 2023 movie. best movie of the year. Certified crash. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's bold. Bold move, Cotton. Yeah, bold move. I'm just curious. Are you going to be hurt if I look this up right now? Nope. Okay. I just want to see what Shazam is. The Fury of the Gods. Yep. And and I already know the the spoiler appearance. So oh, I, I have no idea. So six point seven is a good good range for IMDb. Yeah. Uh, what does Rotten Tomatoes do it? Is it in the good range for Rotten Tomatoes? You know what? If the critics hate it, then it's going to be even better. So I'm I'm rooting for the critics to of to hate Shazam too. Let's see here. I think the critics are just. Oh no! Oh, that's popular streaming movies. Okay, that was the. Go away, Ad. Where are you? (laughs) I have to do it. (laughs) What? No, leave me alone. That is so weird. Where? Click, click out just completely. I can't. Really? Uh, Continue. Oh, right there. Oh, there it is. Hide it. That was rude. That was rude. I'm um, just going to type in Shazam because I think that's the other Shazam. Yeah, that's the first one. Okay. Do, 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 do. Oh, oh, right. The critics hate it. So it is going to be oh, good. Oh, but yeah, look at that. Look at the, the audience, audience scores. 85%. Scores 85%. It, I'm going to Rotten. be enjoying myself. And because the critics are at 54%, it's, it is it is at 6.7. And the critics have it at 54 which to me is in the happy zone of yep. an enjoyable movie. Just looking at this, 92%. John Wick 4, that's yeah. out already? No, I don't think it's out yet. I think it, these are pre, pre-screened. Pre-screened, but yeah. that I can't believe it's already 74 reviews and 92% from critics. Because I, I imagine you just don't kind of see that stuff from John Wick. Yeah, it'd be kind of interesting to see what the previous John Wick stuff would be because it's actually, John Wick is actually good. Like, yeah, I, I guess. 86, you know, 89, I, 89, 92. Man, it worked its way up. I, I guess, you know. I don't see that, though. I, I guess with the critics, you know, every uh, stop broken clock is right yep. once a day. Except I don't believe that it you know, goes in that direction. They're, they're saying every John Wick, it got progressively better a little bit. Well, the funny thing about it is, is like I've owned all three of them forever. I can't remember. I think I've, I've seen one and two. I've owned three. I still haven't seen three. So I'm, I, one of these days I'm going to have to. Three is probably in my mind, the worst one. Okay. In my mind. I could get lost here forever. I'm kind of surprised that Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile is 55%. It was a good movie. Zach Efron's in that movie? Yeah. Interesting. He's, uh, he's Ted Bundy. Oh. Oh, okay. I didn't know what the, the, the subtitles of that movie were. I'd never... I just... I knew it existed, but I'm like, yeah. Okay, that checks. Yeah. Yeah. Good movie. All right. We'll see you.